0: You are listening to motivational quotes and inspirational life stories from real life people just like you. I'm your host, Victoria Johnson. You can learn more about me and my number one best selling book at victoriajohnson.org. It's time to share our experiences and motivate and inspire you. So let's get started. Hello, wonderful listeners and viewers. Welcome back to another podcast. I am really excited to have a special guest with us. She has a personal mission to elevate those around her to achieve success, which must be like the most fantastic job. She helps to empower people by giving them new skills and capabilities and confidence so that they can achieve the greatness that they want in their life. She is a breakup to wake up coach, which was really interesting when I started to research it a little bit. So we'll talk about that for a bit. And she also has a podcast called Leap. So L-E-A-P, be sure to check that one out as well. You can find her at what's your leap at gmail.com or on Facebook under Jocelyn J-O-C-E-L-Y-N dot Bellows B-E-L-L-O-W-S Whitehead. Uh, so Facebook.com, Jocelyn, Bellows Whitehead. Welcome to the show, Jocelyn. It's great to have you here.
1: Victoria, I am so thrilled. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, you know, it is just such a blessing to be able to have this platform to share with other people all of the great things that are going on all over the world. And I really like the concept of your coaching, Break Up to Wake Up. Now, when I dug in a little bit, I found that that part of what you're talking about is breaking up with that old story. Mm
1: -hmm. A lot of it, in
0: fact. Can you tell us more about
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. And it really relates back to my own journey. And so, yes, Break Up to Wake Up is is breaking up with the stories that you told yourself that you thought you were for a lifetime and, and waking up to the reality of the person that you actually are. So in the first seven years of our life, we are heavily molded by the experiences in the community around us. And that continues through life. You, we create these stories of who we are meant to be based on what external factors are happening. Like, if, for instance, you know, like if you are, love math. Let's just say as an example, if you absolutely love math and you do that math problem to your most perfect way of being, of doing, and your teacher says, oh no, you made a uh, you know, math error in here, or this is not the formula in which you are were meant to to actually get from the question to the answer, because we know like we have all sorts of new math, new ways of doing math that the cor- that I still don't understand. Ultimately, you get that right answer, even though there might have been something that happened in the sequence that may have been incorrect, according to your teacher. Now you tell yourself, oh, I didn't follow the rules, so therefore I am, you know, I'm not smart enough. That's something that comes out of That teacher just saying, hey, there's just this other way of doing it. But you've now ingrained in your head, I'm not good enough. or I'm not good at math. Mm -hmm. I'm not good at math. If you don't have the right answer, I'm not good at math. Now you carry that into your preteen years. You carry that into your teenage year. You start to say that to yourself in adult years. And all of a sudden, it becomes yours. But it was never actually true. So it's breaking up with those things to realizing the truth of who you actually are. Um, You know, I
0: love what you're saying. I'm just going to interrupt you for one second because I want to just mention one thing. I think it's not only what we tell ourselves, but what society puts on us as well. And what's coming to my mind is I was a single mom uh, and I didn't really find it a struggle. I found it a joy. Yet, whenever I said I was a single mom, I got, oh... That must be hard, you know, or that must be challenging. Or I, I, you know, thought, am I doing something wrong because I'm not struggling and I'm not broke. And all of these other things that society had kind of told me that single moms are supposed to be. Mm hmm. So does that make sense to you? Is it also it's,
1: it's right in the same, it's in the same thread, actually. Absolutely. And I'm glad, you, it's funny, just as you're bringing this up, an example popped in my mind. A very dear friend of mine who is in her early 30s and engaged, and I had this conversation with her not too long ago, and she, she's decided that, you know, we, she doesn't want to have children. They, they both have decided that they don't want to have children. And the societal pressure around her, because she was raised in this environment where this is Like a rite of passage as a woman is like, we're brought to this planet, to the space to procreate and to reproduce. And this is a gift that women have. Yes, I'm not disagreeing that that is a gift that women can do and men cannot. What she's getting though is that societal pressure, like, won't you feel unfulfilled? Won't you feel as if you haven't done what you were meant to do in this lifetime? And she's like, no, (laughs) no, that's not the truth of, of me. Um, and so she's gotten to that point.
0: So she's successfully broken up with that story. Mm-hmm. How do you help people to break up with their story?
1: So my practice specifically is based in something called the journey method, where we, where we, we actually do all of our sessions. When, when I talk about the one-on-one coaching, so I have a couple of different ways. But first, with the, with the one-on-one coaching, we do what's called journeys, where we go into sort of meditative hypno state, close our eyes, and I have my client talk me through Specific visions that they're seeing and that they're creating in their own mind, and those visions may be a landscape, they may be a location, they may be a place, they may be people. But those pieces, whatever that's showing up in their in their view, in their purview, is something that is something that your subconscious is telling you. This is uncovering a place of of where we need to heal. Um, maybe it's your father comes into vision, and, I'll, and so your father comes in my question will be, well, why is your father here? What is it that you need to share with your father in this moment? Maybe it's your father, maybe it's your mother, maybe it's you at a certain age where maybe the journey, where that story began. So for me, one of the things I, I discovered is I found out I was a perfectionist. I didn't ever see myself in waking conscious life that I'm a perfectionist. And I, I had a moment where I realized that I hold off on Doing ABC tasks, or I feel overwhelmed by those tasks, even though they're small. I feel I feel as if they're difficult to, to hold on to or to over to do because I'm a perfectionist. I want to get it right the first time, so I don't do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, "Well, wait a minute. I've never seen myself as a perfectionist ever." Well, it came to light that I it was something that occurred that when I was eight years old, as a conversation with. And I wasn't even in conversation with my father. It was something I was watching my father do, who is a public speaker and a thought leader. And I took what was his and made it mine. And so I, I had to have that conversation with him energetically, not necessarily face-to-face in this case, and had to kind of tease through that. Why did I make that mine?
0: Mm-hmm. And when
1: I was able to break that and really understand what the origin of that was, have that conversation with him, I could now move through and say, this, is, this actually isn't me. It was something that someone else said it was mine, or I thought it was mine based on the surroundings that I was in.
0: That's a very good point. Yes, that that it can be implied. It doesn't, there doesn't have to be a teacher that said to you, you're bad at math, Mm -hmm. right? Using your previous example, this is something that Louise Hay used to always teach. It's just, you know, a feeling that you got something that was implied that you then develop as a belief without even knowing that you've done it.
1: Correct. And here I am in my forties, just -hmm. discovering this and saying, wow, I never even saw that as mine. Ever. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so, so is that another piece of it? Whose belief is it? Yes,
1: absolutely. So I want to, you had asked me before we got on the show about, do I have a favorite quote? And I think this might be a, a beautiful time to sort of infuse Please in. So Please this do. So this is a quote that I, when I came across it, really, it was before I actually started my practice and I've held on to it because I feel like it's such a cornerstone to what I do and, and how I live. And so I'm going to read it to you. It's it's finding your passion isn't just about careers and money. It's about finding your authentic self, the one that you've buried beneath other people's needs.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Can you say it again? Sure.
1: Finding your passion isn't just about careers and money. It's about finding your authentic self, the one that you've buried beneath other people's needs.
0: Isn't that so true?
1: Yeah. And many of us. You know, many, so many of us have gone have gone down the road and we've taken what we believe our parents wanted for us
0: mm-hmm. and now
1: made that our, our mission, right? So on my show, I have a podcast called Leap, where I interview coaches, like life coaches and mostly life and nutrition coaches, and energy healers, like Reiki, and Reiki coaches, hypnotherapists, about their journey into leaping into starting their own business and what I hear time and time and time again, and this is also. And I'm also going to say this is also what I hear with with my clients is they've spent a lifetime to get to a specific goal. Many of them is is it's mostly around career. Sometimes it's around around a love relationship, but usually there actually there's some tie there. For men especially, and men, women too. I'm not going to say that's not specific to men. We grow up. And we get into, like, we grow up, we have a nice little childhood, we go through we go through school, we go through college, and we, we say, okay, this, you know, this is the career path that I'm going to take. And when I become a director of, you know, IT, when I'm the director and I'm running the show, I know I've made it. Like, I can mm-hmm. sit back now because I'm at the pinnacle of where I told myself I was going to be. They get to that top of that mountain, they look around, and they realize that they're completely unfulfilled. Like, yes. on they're the on outside... The Yeah. On the outside, they have what they want set out to achieve. On the inside, they're absolutely bereft. Yes. On the outside, they may have, you know, they've got the job, they've got the six-figure salary, they've got the nice house, the nice car, the nice things, a marriage that may look like it's working really well, healthy kids, and they're busy. They're running from A to B to C. They're, They're going from work to soccer practice, to dinner, to bed, to do it all over again the next day. But there's joylessness in Mm -hmm. all of it so it's going back to like okay why was this point the thing that you thought was going to give you all that happiness why was it external to you or for was it marriage like okay now I'm married and now my life's gonna be blissful why did we you what was it that developed that story for you that you thought that this was the end-all be-all and by the way it is a continuing journey You don't get to that point and you're done. Gabby Bernstein is is a particular someone I I follow who I I just, I adore. There's something she shared. It was funny. I just heard it maybe like a month or so ago. So she, she, she put Oprah Winfrey on her vision board, right? Great person to put on your vision board, right? She had Oprah Winfrey on her vision board 10, 15 years. There was a day that she was invited and she was on Oprah Winfrey's like book club, I think. And here she's on stage. Like she's doing it. She's meeting the icon for her. She walks off stage. She replaces, retells the stories. Oh, that was it? This was a lifetime for her. And here, she's also a spiritual leader. She's, she's in this space. She even got herself caught in it. Like, oh my gosh, I'm finally doing it. And not to say that it did not to discount the, the journey to get there, but like that wasn't the end all be all. Like life continues. It was something mm-hmm. in, in the piece. But again, she had to go back and say, why did I make this external person or this external thing? So what gave it that weight? That's what was I trying to prove?
0: What was I trying to prove to you?
1: Yeah. Yes,
0: an excellent point because our true passion, our true fulfillment comes from within. Right. It's from the inside out, not from the outside in. And that is where our true true happiness and true fulfillment and to be able to sustain those feelings, that's where that comes from. And I love that you pointed out to people that it's a continuing process. You know, and some days I roll my eyes and I'm like, come on, can we be done already? But, you know, other days I'm just so grateful for the process of continuously growing. But I want the listeners and the viewers to know that if this is you, you know, don't beat yourself up. Don't feel like you've done something wrong. Just know that it is another opportunity to dig deeper and to grow stronger.
1: Absolutely. So this is so this is another process that I use. And so you asked earlier about some of the things that not only do I, like, how do I work with my coachees, but something that, that's actually going to be, I don't know when this show is going to go live, but come in, come the fall, I'm, I'm going to start hosting some online workshops. And the online workshops have three, three pieces to it. One, that we start with values. I'll talk about each one of these in a moment. So it's values, vulnerability, and vision, the three Vs. We start with values. And many of us already are living with some semblance of how we wish to live into the world. Like I want to be, you know, some people are God-fearing. They're very deeply religious and God-fearing if you're following by the ways of, you know, that religious texts that you follow, that makes you feel that as long as you're staying within the boundaries of that, it makes you feel as if you're living within the being of that you're meant to be. But we don't really oftentimes take the time to actually define what those values really are and how do I want to live in this world. And so the the values exercise helps to define a roadmap or a, a highway of how you you want to you sort of start to make decisions on how you're going to best honor yourself. So it, it begins with if you yourself don't haven't identified what those are, what I do is we I ask people to write down like the top five people that they admired most in the world, like around them. They can be people that exist. They can be people that are deceased. They could be people they know. They don't have to be. So again, like Gabby Bernstein will be one of mine. Jen Sincero, who is the author of "Yes, I love You're a I Badass, you?
0: is yeah. another one.
1: So you start there, write down the top five people. Then write down why you are so drawn to them. What is it about that person that you're just like, wow, I want some of that. You're gonna to start to see a pattern very quickly. Circle those those words. I guarantee you that you're going to see it from point A to per, like A, B, and C person. Those begin to set out, set out your values because those are like, let's just say, speaks our truth, is a badass, is, you know, this person is highly, inte- you know, this integrity is honest, even when it's hard, whatever those things are, those are who start to define your actual values. We take that from list one to 10, and then from there, we rank them. What is it? you know, for top one through 10, like what, what's most important to you? And then you define it for you. Not what Webster dictionary, what someone else told you. What is it for you? What does that mean? What does that mean to you? That now gives you now a, a placeholder of this is how I'm going to live into the world. Um, this is how I'm going to make decisions about myself. Is this going to make decisions how I, who I want to have around me? What invitations I'm going to accept? What invitations I'm going to put into the world? You know, like actually this conversation... Just the other day, with somebody, and she was sharing with me that she's a connector. She likes to connect people to people and people to resources. I said, "Oh, I said I'm interested." This is someone I'm working with. I said, "So, when you do that, what does that do for you?" And sitting with that, I said, "What does that?" And she asked her the question. She said, "You know, when I really spend the time to think at it, I feel drained." Well, why? I feel drained because. I'm giving my energy away. I'm, I'm sharing this thing, connecting A person to B person. Yes, I have no, I have no external interest in what happens there. I said, okay, we'll go back. When you made that connection, was someone actually asking you to make that connection? Or were you offering it by yourself? Oh, I was offering it. Okay. Why were you offering it? It, makes, it gives me a validation that I'm important. Mm-hmm. Who has to give you validation? These are some of the things as we do the Breakup to Wake Up, we're digging into what's deeper, what's under, what's under the deep tissue of this, what is it doing for you? And we start to understand what those are, maybe the next time that you have that opportunity to connect people, and it's not being selfish, it's actually being really, it's actually being taking care of yourself, right? Instead of, like, if it's a symbiotic thing, and someone's saying, hey, can you connect me to this person, because and maybe you get something out of it too, and there's a, an exchange with that. Yes. But if you're like putting all your stuff to everybody else and not taking care of you, you're pouring from an empty cup.
0: Mm -hmm, You're draining yourself. Yes.
1: So is that validation to say you're important worth you feeling drained? What's it worth?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I'm so glad that you point that out because it is something that I think that in particular as women, we can overdo. And being people who even women or men and women both who are empaths often, you know, like to do this as well. Right. They that's what they want to do. They want it to, to make the world a better place. They want to just give, give, give. But when it gets to the point where we are over giving and not filling our cup, as you say, that's when the you know, then the resentment comes in and, and we can become bitter or judgmental or just feel defeated and so thank you for making that point jocelyn that self-care is a really important part of the process and when it feels good and it's right go ahead and do it when it feels like it's too much you know stop again as louise Hay would say stop shooting on yourself oh, you know, i should this person. i should yeah. do this
1: yes right that so, word, uh, words are very important and powerful. And this is something I've, I've learned the last couple of years. So I'm very, con- I'm much more conscientious about the words I'm putting into the world. It, it's, it is your thoughts. Your thoughts become things. Words also can have a lot of meaning.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, and should and would have been eliminated from my vocabulary.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. So, you know, it's just, like you said, it's just being mindful of the words we say, you know, and we can start with the simple things like, you know, oh, I hate spinach. Right. Instead, that of, instead of saying, you know, I choose not to have spinach, right? And just feeling the different energy of those. Two sentences, right? So, you know, thoughts become things, words become things, and circling that all the way back to words become stories we tell ourselves. And so again, I wanna let people know that Jocelyn is a breakup to wake up coach. She can be found at what's your leap at gmail.com and her podcast is called leap on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash jocelyn dot bellows whitehead. I wanna spell that J-O-C-E-L-Y-N dot. Bellows, B E L L O W S Whitehead. Be sure to connect with Jocelyn. As you can hear, she has tons of knowledge to share with you, wisdom and experience, and is committed to growing herself. And, you know, I love interviewing and working with people who know that this personal growth thing is something that just continues to evolve. So, thank you for sharing your knowledge with us, Jocelyn. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Victoria, thank you so much. I'd like to add just one other Please plug. Do. Please do. Um, and, and just that you can also find me on Instagram. Okay. Um, and this is where you can find information about my podcast as well. So, my Instagram account is, and my handle there is also What's Your Leap. And my show is hosted anywhere podcasts are hosted. And you can find me by finding Leap by Jocelyn Bellows.
0: I love it. So Instagram, What's Your Leap? The podcast Leap by Jocelyn Bellows. I also want to talk a little bit about your online workshops. I'm so glad that you mentioned them. We will likely air mid-August, so people will be able to take advantage of these online workshops and uh, they can contact you through uh, email.
1: The contact me through email and the information will all be found on my Facebook page about the events.
0: Okay. Excellent. So please do connect with Jocelyn. She's going to be teaching about values, vulnerability, and vision. I love it. Thanks again for being here. Listeners and viewers, thanks for joining us.
1: Victoria, thanks so much.
0: Thank you for joining us today. It is my true desire that you have been inspired and felt a sense of connection with the words being shared. If you have an inspirational story to share on how you have overcome adversity and created an exceptional life, please visit my website, victoriajohnson.org. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next time.